Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. Uh, let's give a big, warm welcome uh, for Miss Haley Haggerty. Jody said I had the wrong uh, weapon today. He doesn't know where I'm going with it, so that's okay. I'm supposed to be talking about the belt of truth, so it's not a belt, in case you wondered. Don't think that can wrap around me. Um, but I am excited to be with you all this morning. Um, I uh, am excited about this new series, The Armor of God. Um, and so I'm going to try to today, I mean, I put some notes down, but um, I think as a mom and um, as someone who cares, I guess, it's this is really, really important. And so I think I just, I want to today just sort of speak from my heart, if that's okay, um, because this is something that has really... Um, been digging deep inside of me um, over the last several months for my family, for your family, because of what we see in the world. Can we turn this down just a smidge? Um, there we go. Okay, I think I've got it now. Um, so um, it is just something that, and it's interesting, they sent me, you know, some options. And um, so I was like, the belt of truth. Yes. That is where, just because that's where I'm at. Um, my family will tell you that I am a question asker. We talk about that all the time. I've mentioned that to you. We talk about that all the time. I am a question asker. The reason why is because I want to know the truth. Like, don't give me half-truths. Don't guess. Don't just make up something. I want the truth. And if you don't know, then let's go find out. Like, don't just give me something, right? I want to know the actual truth. Like, I'm kind of like a... This side or this side. Don't give me any of this stuff. This bothers me and, and it just doesn't sit well with me. I want to know what's right. Um, and so, uh, I just want to pray right now that, um, that the Lord is able to share with you what's on His heart today. Um, can we do that? Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity to be together to talk about your word and to talk about your truth and who you are and how, um, important your word is in our life and how foundational and how stable it is and can be in our life. And so I just want to thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this series is going to come from Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 through 4. Well, I'm only going to talk about through 14, but other people will go further. Um, but it says, finally, this is Ephesians 6 verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, 
having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So we're just going to talk about the belt of truth today. And so the first question, um, well, first we, we see in this, and the reason that I brought this up is because several, a couple of years ago, um, I had asked Jody to make me a sword. Um, and it was for a beautiful, one of the women's events, a beautiful night. And I really wanted it, not just for that beautiful night, but I wanted it for our family. And I use it in small groups, so you've all seen this. I mean, this is something that is like a staple in our home. And so this is um, a wooden sword, but it's not meant to use this way, right? All over it is written, and Jody, Jody built this for me, and then he wrote the scriptures because he is the head of our home, and um, he is the one who helps us stay anchor to this truth. Um, and so there are scriptures all over this, but this is just a, simply a reminder that our enemy is not the person next to us. It's not our neighbor. It's not, you know, it's, it's just not flesh and blood. But it, there is a real enemy that is waging war on our children, on our families, on our faith, on everything that we hold true. There is a war raging. And can I tell you something? It's really not new. It feels new. Maybe you have seen new things in your generation, new things in your lifetime. But you read history, it's all been here before. There is nothing new. There's so much anxiety out there about, oh my goodness, I've never seen it like this before. Well, just read some history books, I promise you. It's actually been much worse. It's actually all been here before. There is nothing new under the sun. So don't be afraid that this is all something new and nobody knows how to handle it and God isn't big enough. Because he's big enough and he's been through this before. In fact, he's gone before you, the scripture tells us. He's already been there. He lives outside of time. He knows what's happening. And so don't be afraid because there's just craziness. Because there's been craziness before. Okay? So God's not surprised. God's not scared. And neither should you be. Okay, so he's given us, but we have to use the right weapons. Okay, we can't take up a real sword and start hitting people because that won't work. Um, So I'm just going to put this down here so I don't knock it off. But this is our, and I encourage you to get a reminder, any kind of reminder in your home to remember your weapons have to be the right weapons. We need the right weapons for the enemy. Okay, and so oftentimes we'll write down when there's a, a untruth or a lie that's circulating in the minds in our family, then we will take that and we will put that tr- that lie. And I don't care. I mean, I haven't done this, but you can take a big red marker if you want to. Put that big X on it. You know, circle it, exit, whatever you want to do. Stop sign. I don't care. If you're visual like me, just do it. Who cares? They come. At, people come in your house like. Oh, we're just, we're, we're waging some war in here. This kitchen is for war, and we're winning. Thank you. So um, just go ahead and do that, okay? And then we find truth. And you start writing that truth around, which the Bible tells us to, to capture those lies. So when you start writing truth around it, you are capturing 
that lie. You're captivating it, holding it captive, and you're surrounding it just like your belt. Just like your belt. Your belt is something that stabilizes you. Your belt is something that surrounds you in every part of your being. Anybody on any side can see it. As um, It's interesting because we often look at uh, Roman soldiers because, you know, Paul did write this while he was in uh, prison. And um, so we, can, we picture these Roman soldiers and we, we picture these belts. And it's interesting if you look at the, the differences as it goes along, the belts actually got wider and longer and I just find it interesting it's something about when you work out you always hear you got to build up your core you know you got to build up that core and so that is what stabilizes us and you know whenever you get a new belt and I don't wear wear belts a lot but um, whenever you get a new one they're kind of stiff and uncomfortable but the more you wear it like Jody has some belts that are like so flimsy I'm like how long have you had this belt you know, but they fit him. They're like the best belt, right? Because they fit just right. They've sort of formed. They've become a part of him. And when we have truth in our life and we begin to, to understand who truth is and what truth is, it's sort of, at first it's a little uncomfortable because we're like, this is different. Because we've been taught something different our whole life. We're starting to go now counterculture, Right? I mean, if we start doing something that everybody else isn't do, then, oh my goodness, we're so weird. Oh my, you know. We just, you know, there's certain things we just don't do in our home or whatever, but they're like, you're so crazy. You're goody two-shoes, you know. Our kids hear that. I'm like, who cares? But I did care when I was younger. It does bother you. It, it does feel awkward it is a little stiff and you got to get used to it then after a while you're like you know what this fits me this belt fits me it's okay this is who I am and it becomes more comfortable the more you wear it and so the question then is what is truth what is truth and this is a huge question right now because everybody thinks they have their own truth whatever I think is right you know And I think that's so interesting because what if I just decided all of a sudden that stealing was right? I just decided it. I'm going to come get your stuff. I guarantee you, something on the inside of you say, "Uh uh-uh, that's my stuff, that is wrong. Well, how do you know what's wrong? There's something on the inside of us that's already there that knows we know there's something. Why do you think so many people are frustrated in our world? And, and, and we're, we, I mean, this world is not the way God originally designed it. It's broken. There are so many things that are, have gone back to the original chaos before he brought it all to order. There are so many things that, that are just upside down in our world. And you know what? There is something on the inside of us that says, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. There's something on the inside of us that says, there's a better place somewhere. There is something better than this. This is not, this is not right. There's something that says that on the inside of us. What is that? How do we have that? 
there are certain things, you know, you, go, you, you know you can't just go drive 80 miles an hour down this little road. There are some things that are just common sense, that are just inside of us. And so we have to rethink, where does this truth come from? Is there actual truth or do we just decide? No, there's actual truth. There's actual truth. And so in John 14, verse 6, it says that Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when you say, I know truth, you're not being cocky. Because I can tell you, I don't know all of the scriptural truth, but I do know truth. I know him. And I know that he's the Lord of my life. I know truth. But there's more aspects to this truth than just that. And he gives us what we need. Because he says, well... Yeah, let's go in in John 16. So just a couple of chapters over in verse 13. And he's getting, you know, his disciples ready. He's telling them this is important to him. He says, when the spirit of truth comes. So John 16, 13. I don't know if I said the verse. John 16, 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. And then in the next chapter, chapter 17 and verse 17, he's saying, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. See, Jesus could only be with so many people at one time. He could be with his disciples. He could be on a boat talking to a lot of people. But he couldn't be everywhere at once in his human form. And so it's amazing that after he, you know, last week we celebrated Passover and then his resurrection. And, you know, he spent some time still on the earth and then he ascended. But he says, you know what, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to send someone. I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. So that you can have him with you all the time. He could only be at one place at one time when he was here alive on the earth. But now I'm going to send you the spirit that can be with you all the time. Everyone, all the time, if you want him. And then he says, your word is truth. So he gives us his word. He doesn't leave us hopeless. He has given us what we need to find truth. The Holy Spirit comes and he indwells in us and he says that he is our teacher and he will guide us into all truth. And you know what? He never gets tired of guiding. I love that because I don't know all the truth of scripture. I never, I will not until I meet my savior in whatever he's getting ready for me. I will still be learning. I will still be looking for truth. And I will find more and more and more and more and more. And the more I find, the more I know I don't know. It's amazing. It's like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And you want to know more. And then you want to know more. And you keep learning and he keeps guiding you. And this truth keeps coming and coming. And we won't know it all. But that's okay. 
we can have that belt on. What we do know can stabilize us, can build that core. It can be seen by those around us. And it will, it will bring stability to your home, to your family, to our church, to our city. The truth. It really is powerful, this belt of truth. And so this scripture that we're basing all this, it says that the enemy has schemes. Okay, now my children can come up with some schemes, and they're actually really good. I'm like, how did y'all come up with that? You know, Piper is really good. Watch out. She's around. Just know. She can come up with some schemes. And I'm like, how did you? Like, you seriously tricked me. Like, how did you do that? And, and she can come up with these, I mean, strategies and whatever. But that's how the enemy works. He doesn't come and say, hello, I'm going to lie to you today. Here I am. Hello. Just want you to know it's me. He doesn't do that. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it says, and no wonder, because we're talking about false prophets in this particular this section. So it gives you some context. And it says, and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. He doesn't come... Um, and this just bam in your face, let me tell you a lie. It's very subtle. It's many times about 90% true. Think about when he was tempting Jesus. He used scripture. The things he said were mostly true. He does, he comes subtly and he's coming subtly to our children He comes subtly to me. And this is something where I do believe our children have, there's a new avenue as far as um, what's available to them and to us, readily available and quick to see, are deceitful things. Very, very deceitful. And they sound loving, And they sound kind. And they sound, they can, if you don't know scripture, they can sound good. But they're not true. And the enemy is wanting to to share these untruths with our family. And we have to be vigilant. We have to make sure that we have on our belt and that we are constantly seeking Truth, And if you're not sure, search it out. Look it up. Find out. Because otherwise, if you just take it, can I say that some of my biggest disappointments in my Christian walk have been when I have taken something from someone I respected that wasn't true? And I'm not even saying that they had bad intentions. They just weren't, you know, knowledgeable in that area at the time. But because I respected them and I thought they knew everything, then I just took it hook, line, and sinker. And boy, it caused pain in my life. And so now it's not that I don't trust anyone. I do. But I like to verify. 
Is that okay? I like to verify sometimes, you know? And I still fall into that trap. Well, so-and-so said it, it's got to be true. It's not always true. It doesn't mean that they're trying to be mean or malicious. It just means maybe that's what, where they're at right now and that God will enlighten them next year. I don't know. We're all on a different journey. And so we have to ask the Lord himself to show us truth. When we come here on Sundays, we learn. But we ask the Lord through the week, show me yourself. We can't just take what we learn on Sundays and say, okay, hook, line, and sinker, let's go. Yes, we do take it. And we say, Lord, show us, enlighten us. And we take it. And most often it is true, so we build on that truth. We shouldn't just take it and say, oh, that's good for the week. Woohoo! Yes! That's our world. We're going to have to have more, more than that. We have to be equipped. And many times I find that I'm not. And I have just the Lord has put in my heart, seek truth. Okay. So, what is truth? We, we've discussed that. So number two, the truth will set you free. Now, we love this scripture, don't we? John 8, verses 31 and 32 says, So Jesus said to the Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, so what does that mean? Um, So it's very interesting. This armor that they have, um, they would wear it over a tunic. So I know most of you guys don't wear tunics, okay? But we women do, okay? So this is, this is not quite a tunic, but longer than this, you know, often like knee length or whatever, maybe longer. Um, but they would wear tunics, and I don't know if we have that picture. Um, I think that I said to put it up later, but it will be great to see it now um, if you have it. Is that it? Oh, well, that's armor. Let's see, do we have the one with him with the belt? So they wore these tunics, and then they had this belt, okay? Now, if you ever have, if you, for women, okay, if you've worn a dress, you realize they're a little restricting as far as, like, if you were to try to run. It's a little difficult, you know, if you have a dress on. Uh, it's kind of, like, in the way, you know? And so these belts would often serve as a way to um, unrestrict them, so... Say, for example, um, one of the biggest lies that the enemy um, used on me for the longest time was that you must be a peacemaker to be a good Christian. Um, Like, you have to keep peace with every single person on the earth. And I was failing miserably. And Lord, I am a bad person, a bad Christian. Like, I couldn't figure this out. How can I be a peacemaker? Like, how this isn't jee-hawing for me like this isn't working and I was very much a people pleaser I wanted everybody to be happy if somebody didn't like me my reputation was ruined like I'm a horrible Christian now like lord I'm what do I do and so thankfully um my husband and I we balance each other out because he's like the other way (laughs) um (laughs) he's like yeah I don't care what people think you know Good for you, but I do. And so, um, so I, it wasn't that I, you know, it wasn't that I really, 
it really wasn't that I had to be like look like something exactly as much as I just didn't want anybody mad at me. Like that hurt. It hurts me deep, deeply. And so um, I kept thinking I've got to make like all these people that are I got to make peace. I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing, but it's upsetting them, and I don't know how to make the peace here. I, I, like, and so there's other scriptures that I found later because I didn't realize the enemy would use scripture to trick me. We are called to be peacemakers, but it also says as far as it has to do with you. Oh, so if I just do my what I can, the rest is on them? Oh, I missed that part. I didn't put those together. If there's one scripture about something, there's more. We're supposed to live by two or three witnesses, right? So there's more scripture about it, and we have to take all of it and learn and realize, you know, that making peace isn't always about making people happy. Sometimes we have to make people unhappy to have peace in our home or in our church or in our city because some things are just not right or not okay. And we have to maintain the peace. It took me a long, long time to understand that. And, and to be honest, I still struggle. I don't want any, like, don't get mad at me. It just hurts. Okay, please don't get mad at me. Because I just, I can't take it. So, I mean, just honestly. So, but I did learn a lot over the years. And Jody has helped me tremendously. And I think, I'm, you know, there's some, I've roughed off a few edges, a few edges. And so, um, so we work together. But he has helped me so much. He's like, honey, you, it's not all up to you. Guess what? You're not God. Oh, I'm not God. I can't fix everything. And so I've had to realize the truth. But when I realized that truth, then it's like you could take up a little piece of that garment and stick it in that truth. And now all of a sudden I can walk a little more freely on this side. I'm not quite as restricted as I used to be. I can breathe now. Okay, Lord, I can trust that you're my defender. If I'm wrong, Lord, show me, and I will do my best to fix it. But otherwise, I'm trusting you. Until then, I'm trusting you. And so there are so many things that, you know, we, we, we don't have um, answers for. And then the Lord sets this truth. It's like, my mind is blown. You mean this whole time I have thought this and this has kept me in this prison and now you're saying this is truth? Whoa. And so now I pick that up and I put that in my belt. And now I can walk a little freer on this side. And before you know it, you're collecting these truths and you can just, you're free. I can move now. I'm freer. I can breathe. I can get to where I need to be. I can do what I need to be doing. Because those are distractions down here. And there are a lot of them, and the enemy wants to throw them at you all the time. He's saying, nope, I'm going to trip you up today. I'm going to trip you up. And you're like, nope, I got the truth. Let's just stick it right here. Nope, nope, that's not right. Stick it right here. And now I can walk free. I can do what God has called me to do. Because there are appointed times, and you have an appointment. Okay, and if you keep distracted, you're not going to make your appointment. 
You're not going to find the purpose God has given you. He's going to keep you busy doing other things. Um, I talk to my girls because they're very creative. And I can find myself... Oftentimes, the enemy comes at creative people with imaginations and thoughts and fears that just pop in our minds. And we're like, wait, where did that come from? Oh, my goodness, is that... Wait, that couldn't, should, will that happen? Like what? And then we realize we're busy thinking of these imaginations that the enemy planted when we could be creative for God. This is when Jody would always say, honey, please, you're exhausting me. Just use your powers for good, you know. And I'm like, okay, let me try. And so I'd have to like stop and think about it for a minute. Okay, okay, yeah, that, you're right. That's not true. Let's think about some truth. Let's get to where we need to be so that we can move forward. We can't move when we're distracted by all this craziness, lie, mess. Okay, and God needs us to move. He needs his church on the move, especially right now when there are so many lies out there. He needs his church speaking truth. So, it's interesting, I I find, um, when I said appointments and appointed times, I love um, how the Lord has set up appointed times in the year. And there are three um, pilgrimage festivals or feasts where people would go back um, to Jerusalem to um, celebrate these. And the first one of the year, we just celebrated last weekend, Passover, and so we, we celebrated Passover, and then we celebrate the resurrection, which is so beautiful. But we often miss there's this counting in the middle, okay, so at this point. There's a counting, okay? And um, so the Bible is in Leviticus. I don't know if I put it down, but it's 20, I think it's, it's either 23 or 26, and then it's also in Exodus um, but it talks about this counting. So after Passover, you have first fruits after, then they do the wave offering, um, of barley, and then you start counting. Okay, so you count seven weeks, um, which by the time we, it's counting to Shavuot, which we call Pentecost, comes from the word, and I don't know if I'm saying it right, Greek word. Pentecost day or something, which means 50th. Okay, so we have 50 days, and I'm getting a point. Don't, don't like start counting the 50. Don't get bored. Okay, so there are days. Okay, we're counting. So we have Passover, we have first fruits, we have resurrection first because Jesus was the first fruit, right? Okay, he came alive. He's the first fruit. Okay, so now we're counting the days. Okay, and the Jewish people count every day. For seven weeks, it's very serious, okay? This is, has to do with their, their harvest, and this is an agricultural thing, but we're leading up to Shavuot or Pentecost, okay? If you look at this, the original Passover was the deliverance from Egypt, okay, in Exodus. The deliverance and the freedom from Egypt. We get to 50 days, we're at Mount Sinai, and we get the word, Okay, we get the Ten Commandments, we get the Word. Okay, so now we go, Jesus is here, they celebrate the Last Supper, you know, Passover. He is the first fruits, now we're counting. And Jesus is saying, remember, stay. And then, because he knows Shavuot is coming, and what does he do then? He pours out his Spirit. 
Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because this is a special appointed time to understand something very, very important. And I tell my kids this all the time, remind myself this all the time, freedom, always, 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 comes with responsibility. Freedom always comes with responsibility. We're set free, now we must respond. We set free, now we must respond. Okay, so we have the word that was given to us. And then we have the spirit who is our ever-present teacher speaking truth to us all the time. And we are to respond. We are to respond. So here's the question that I want to ask you today. If you were surrounded by people that are around you um, a good bit in your life, would they recognize that you're wearing the belt of truth? So the soldiers in Roman times, would they were very obviously soldiers. They had, you know, all this armor. They had these belts. And I think that many times our belts, if you, if, you are, if you do karate, you have a karate belt. If you're in the rodeo, you have a rodeo belt, those big old buckles, you know. I mean, like belts often identify us. And I want to be identified by the truth that I live by. I don't want to have to tell people, hey, by the way, I'm trying to live by the truth. Like, I don't want to do that, but I want people to know I want it to be evident. I'm not saying it always is, but that's my desire. And so my question is, would people know that you have on the belt of truth? Are we willing to stand up for what we believe in? Are we willing to be different? Are we willing to put on a belt that's a little uncomfortable at first? Are we willing to work through, to figure out, okay, Lord, show me a truth that goes with this, because this is the lie I'm hearing, and I, I know in my heart this is the lie, but I don't know the truth. Ask him. Are we, are we willing to ask him? Are we willing to say, show me how to pull this up and tuck it in, because right now I don't know. And there are times, there's a, there's a story in um, Corey Timboom's hiding place where the dad says, um, you know, the, she's asking her dad a question. He's like, honey, you know, you have this suitcase and it's really heavy. And, and, you know, I wouldn't ask you to carry that. So let me carry that, right? Sometimes there are things we don't understand. And the Lord is like... That one's a little heavy. I'm not sure you're quite ready for that. And there are times when, like, I have a good friend um, that teaches me. And I'll, I'm honest with her. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I'm going to put it right here. And the Lord will help me, I'm sure, at some point. But right here, it's right here right now. I'm not going to get all confused with that right now. And it's like this suitcase that I put right here. And I say, Lord, that one is heavy. Like, I don't understand when it's right, will you show me? 
That's faith. To say that just because I don't understand doesn't mean he's not good. Just because I don't understand doesn't mean he's not truth. But sometimes there are things we're not ready for our kids to know. We just say, honey, let me hold that for you a little bit longer. And then when you're ready, I'll let you carry it. And there are times when we're we're just... We're just not quite there, and that's okay. He will show us. He shows me things in the most unlikely, crazy times. I'm like, Lord, really? Right now? Okay. And so, but it's important to say, I'm giving this one to you. And when you're ready, I'm trusting you'll teach me. And so, the question is, are we willing to do that? When you have a belt of truth on, it says that you are under authority. Says that you're under authority, that someone else is calling the shots, and that we will obey that authority. So I was asking myself this week, am I really wearing the belt of truth? Am I really willing to say, yes, I'm ready. I can do this. I'm, I, we're part of a bigger entity. We're part of something that goes way beyond who we are. And so I want to pray for you today. Number one, that the spirit of truth will speak to your your heart. And that it will become a conversation that just really never ends. Um, that, that it just will be a life lived in communication with him. Learning truth. And then I also want to pray if there's anyone that you're like, I don't, I don't. I don't know the person truth. I don't know Jesus. Okay, so we'll, we'll do the first one together. We'll do, I'm going to pray for you. And then in the second part, um, I'll just ask you to all repeat after me. And if that's you, um, we'll have some prayer partners um, in just a minute down front to pray with you as well. So, Lord, I just pray for every person in this room, Lord, that you would become so real in their life today that it is unmistakable that your presence that brings freedom is so overwhelming that it is undeniable that it is all-consuming that your love, you are love that your love would encompass us right now would just surround us Lord that our hearts would be open to your truth even things that we thought we knew that we thought we were right Lord that our pride will take a back seat and that we will be willing to hear the truth no matter what it is Lord I thank you for a life that is actually freer the more we listen. And I thank you so much for that freedom that you have given us. I thank you so much that we can be in this crazy, upside-down, broken world, but be a part of a different kingdom. That we can live by your standards, that we can live by your, your grace, your goodness, who you are, will stabilize us 
in a crazy world. The world is crying out. Lord, let us speak truth. And so right now, if you were one of those that um, you're saying, but I don't know him. I Before I can ask about, you know, truth in my life, I need to know him. I'm going to pray for you. If everyone would just repeat after me. Dear Lord, I come to you. I have messed up. And I know that you died for all of my sins. You died to set me free. And with that freedom, I will ask you to be the Lord of my life. I will respond. And I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Here you here. Amen. Thank you so much, Haley. You know, it's so good to hear about what the truth is. You know, we hear that buzzword, disinformation, which I guess that means it's a lie, um, but it depends on which side of the, the aisle you're looking at. So it's good to hear that there is one source of truth um, that comes from the Bible, and that's what we need to live by. Hey, a couple things before you go I want to remind you of. Next Sunday, May 1st, is Catch the Vision. It's a time when Pastor Jody... Uh, we'll share um, kind of, I guess, what the heartbeat of Cornerstone is. If you're new here or you've been coming for a little while, want to be part of what's going on here, sign up for that. It takes about an hour or so after service, uh, but you'll learn a little bit about how the church is put together, how we function, and what makes us tick, and most importantly, how you can become a part of it because it's a family that we need you to be in. Um, other thing I want to remind you of, and thank you, it's my privilege to serve as an elder here at Cornerstone. been doing that for a while. Um, I'm one of the elder elders now, um, but I want to thank you for your giving because it's important. You know, we don't stress it a lot. We don't talk about money a lot here, but your tithing each week is what supports what's going on in your family here, in your church. It's your church, not Jody's church. It's not our church. It's your church. So what goes on here depends on what you do. And tithing is such a crazy concept sometimes to get across to people because you think, I'm going to give and I'm going to be blessed by it. Um, you know, Jesus has a crazy message. He said the last is going to be first, the first is going to be last. Uh, none of it makes sense sometimes. Um, but when you tithe 10% of your income uh, to the local church, whatever church it is that you're going to, God is going to bless you. I guarantee it. I've seen it over and over in families in this church that I see sitting out here right now that when you begin to tithe, God will bless. And it's not that we... Um, are hard up for money and begging for money, but it's just important, I think, it's more important for you than it is for the church because what tithing does for your life um, is the greatest gift that God has given to us. So our prayer partners are going to come up now. We're going to go ahead and dismiss you, but if you've got anything that you want somebody to agree with um, in prayer with you, come up and find one of these folks up here. They are not scary at all, I guarantee that. They are very friendly and will have a smile on their face for you. So God bless you. Have a great week. Uh, Thanks for being here today. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.